This week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast is brought to you by ArtTactic.com. We have a whole lot of things going on at ArtTactic.com at the moment. You should definitely check it out. We got the highly anticipated Hiscox Online Art Trade Report for 2018 that's now available on ArtTactic.com. It's the sixth annual report we've done with Hiscox. This year's report shows that the online art market is now worth an estimated $4.22 billion. That's up 12% in the past 12 months. While it's still a solid year-on-year increase, it's actually slightly lower than the 15% and the 24% growth rate we saw the last two years. Check out the report on ArtTactic.com to dig deeper into all of these trends on the online art space. Also on ArtTactic.com, we've got our first quarter review report of the art market. It's available for our subscribers. So you can, if you're not a subscriber, you can subscribe or you can buy the report individually. Sotheby's Christie's Phillips auction sales up 6.5% over last year's first quarter. And then in the editorial section of ArtTactic.com, we have two new really interesting pieces. First, Maria Hearn digs deep into the photography market with Juliet Hacking, who's a ph- photograph professor at the Sotheby's Institute of Art. And also, Mansi Singh writes about Art Basel Hong Kong and the fair's balancing act between showcasing regional versus international artists. All of that's available on ArtTactic.com. Now we've got a great podcast for you with Brandon Kennedy from the Dallas Art Fair. We're going to talk a little bit about the fair, which was tremendously successful and got a lot of immediate attention. It happened last week. So enjoy. Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm Adam Green. In this week's episode, we're here with Brandon Kennedy, Director of Exhibitor Relations for the Dallas Art Fair. The 10th edition of the fair occurred this past week in Dallas and was very well received. Brandon, thanks for speaking with us. Thanks for having me, Adam. I'm thrilled to be here. So first, for our listeners who haven't attended the Dallas Art Fair, tell us a little bit about the fair's maturation. What was it like in its infancy in Dallas, and how far along has it come? Well, I'd say we've come a long way indeed. Um, We started with about 35 galleries the first year, and, you know, it was a mix of local galleries, some mid-level galleries, and just kind of taking the temperature of what an art fair in Dallas would do. Um, John Chagru and Chris Byrne are the co-founders, and together they had a vision to bring an art fair to Dallas. So, you know, in the last three years, we've seen quite an uptick, you know, an in interest not only from our local community, but also people who are visiting the fair from elsewhere. So we've been able to really put together some great programming throughout these years and also just boost the level of, um, you know, maturation of the galleries that we're bringing in their programs as well. So it's, it's been interesting to see how the Dallas community and also the community that visits the fair have responded to growing alongside of us. For the 10th edition, we had 93 exhibitors. We're always right about 100. And, you know, I, I've been able to really to boost the quality of the fair and just kind of make it more diverse and, uh, you know, just kind of bring a little more for everybody. So it's been fantastic seeing where the public's response has been. Well, congrats on the media attention and the praise that you've received for this year's fair. Looking at things from an art market perspective, how were the sales at this year's fair? Well, the sales were strong. You know, I'm happy to report that 
all of the dealers who have been with us for several years, as well as the galleries here may be joining us for the first time, um, we've had a really positive response across the board. And, you know, we owe a lot of that to what we try to do in the off season and both in terms of working with our wonderful institutions here, like the Dallas Museum of Art, the National Sculpture Center, the Dallas Contemporary, you know, as well as wonderful collections that also boost up this city. Um, so a lot of our first time galleries were, were ecstatic at the response that they were getting from the work that they were showing. And that translated to some great sales throughout the weekend. Uh, one thing that's kind of interesting about the Dallas Art Fair is you know, we obviously get a lot of people coming in on the first day for our uh, collector preview and also our preview benefit that evening. Um, but then throughout the weekend, we have people coming back and really investing their time, doing their research, and sales remain strong through the weekend. So that's, that's a big plus for everybody. And I know there were a lot of art-related activities going on throughout the city during the week of the fair. What were some of the highlights? I think, you know, it's typically what we see is there's a great energy that just pulses through the city. Um, you know, when the Dallas Art Fair was in its infancy, um, the week that we were hosting became Dallas Arts Week. And now it's Dallas Arts Month. So we see the Arts District, the Design District, a lot of civic organizations into addition to our institutions who are always supporting us. And really, it's just the, the energy that pulses throughout the city that carries the, the visitors and the collectors and the arts professionals from one event to another. Um, we had a wonderful presentation on opening night by Miwa Kamatsu from Whitestone Gallery, which is a gallery from Japan joining us for the first time. Uh, a really way to welcome visitors to the 10th edition of the fair. Um, and like I was speaking to diversity earlier, we had a gallery from South Africa, Smack Gallery, who was joining us as first-time exhibitors. And then also I tried to do some, some regional kind of focusing and looking more at what's going on in Texas. What's, you know, what galleries can we invite from Houston, from Austin, and also those from Dallas, which um, you know, really help us kind of give a, a well-rounded picture of what's happening in the state of Texas and arts. I'm curious to hear how the conversations initially went with galleries trying to persuade them to exhibit at the fair in Dallas and how those conversations have changed over the years as the fair has matured. Then also I'm interested in hearing about how galleries perceive the city of Dallas. What do they think about the city? Well, I, I tell you, you know, just traveling, uh, visiting art events and going to other art fairs and gallery openings and museum openings, you know, around the world the last 12 months, I was always struck by how positively people spoke of Dallas as soon as I told them what organization I was affiliated with. Um, we were getting a lot, of, a lot of positive feedback just from, you know, the ninth edition from the fair. And so I felt that people were really already kind of doing their homework, talking with other galleries. They had heard, obviously, of our wonderful collectors and our museums here. And they understand that there's a maturity that's happening with our collector base and an energy that is given back, you know, to the city. I mean, through things like the DMA acquisition fund and I think galleries around the world internationally and, you know, are really starting to realize what potential there is in Dallas and the collectors here are certainly uh, a testament to that. 
But also, as I mentioned previously, um, we have visitors from all over the world now seeking us out and wanting to uh, take a part in the action every April. Yeah, it's interesting. We've seen an increase in the number of art fairs over the past decade, but varying levels of success when it comes to art fairs that are located outside of the really major art collecting hubs like New York, London, Hong Kong. What have been some of the keys for the Dallas Art Fair to grow into a successful art fair while being located in Dallas? Well, we're not your run-of-the-mill art fair. We're not, you know, just someone who kind of sets up shop and gives you the same experience that you'll see elsewhere. Um, We try to tailor-make our program and really um, look at who we're bringing, why we're bringing them, what kind of connections we can, you know, do with the galleries, what kind of programming maybe can coincide with the, the artists that are affiliated with these galleries. And, you know, we're we're a boutique fair. We're not trying to get that much bigger. We're just trying to present a more diverse and um, continually upping the quality of our presentation. So what we've been able to do with our outreach and all of our programming year round has just, you know, continually helped us, our profile, but also um, served an educational purpose, which I think is just so important to the collecting community and also the art viewing community at large. I know you touched on this a little bit before, but how would you describe Dallas's art scene, including its collecting community and its museums, and how important has that ecosystem been to the continued success of the Dallas Art Fair? Well, it's been hugely important. Um, obviously, there are the wonderful collectors that are affiliated with museums, the Rachofskys, um, Marguerite Hoffman, um, you know, the Nashers, and just all the known names. And, you know, we've been trying to figure out ways to educate this collector class that's up and coming people in their thirties, forties, fifties, who are looking to, you know, in a serious way to approach contemporary art collecting. And, you know, we found that not only do we play a role in terms of what we're getting our exhibitors to bring or what we're hoping they will bring to the fair, um, but also just things that we can do that are outside the normal realm of, you know, maybe what other art fairs would do. And, you know, working closely with um, our sponsors, we're able to, you know, present a host of different activities throughout the year that really um, kind of open the eyes of, of people who are maybe looking at the art fair and are wanting to jump in to um, what's happening here. So, I think it's really about being, uh, being about being honest where Dallas is at and knowing that there's a ton of energy and um, people who are wanting to be involved and just finding the best way for that to happen. So a lot of it is just about conversations that occur throughout the year um, and supporting our wonderful institutions and just figuring out how we can kind of make a, a better experience for everyone once we you know, do the next edition in next April. And one final thing I did want to ask you about is the Dallas Museum of Arts Acquisition Fund at the Dallas Art Fair. Uh, for our listeners who aren't familiar with that, tell us how that originated and what that's meant to the fair. Right. Well, our co-founders, John and Chris, were looking at um, wonderful examples that have been set, such as the Tate's Outset Fund and how they were working with Freeze um, to establish a fund to purchase works from the fair that would go directly into the Tate's permanent collection. So using that as a model, 
and uh, the curators that we were working with at the DMA, we started three years ago with $50,000 and the DMA group, along with our Dallas Art Fair Foundation, um, set, a, set upon making an acquisition fund by which they could go into the fair and purchase works after deliberating upon them and go, that would go right into the DMA's permanent collection. So it's been a, a wonderful boon, not only for you know, the people who are working with the foundation, the DMA, but also just giving back to the community, ensuring that you know, the galleries who come here every year and all the wonderful artists that they represent have an opportunity for their work to be, you know, in the permanent collection of the museum and for the visitors who are at the fair to again, go to the museum, which is directly across the street. And those works are slowly becoming on view. So it's really just about community activation and finding a way to broaden the conversation at large and really just finding ways to, to foster these relationships. And again, what I was speaking of like year round, activation and, you know, working with our institutions. I think this is a prime example. This past year, we were able to triple that initial amount and we upped it to 150,000. And uh, Catherine Broadbeck, the associate contemporary of, the associate curator of contemporary art, along with Agustin Artiaga, the director of the museum, um, worked with our Dallas Art Fair Foundation Acquisition Fund group and made some wonderful selections from the galleries that, again, go into the permanent collection. So we couldn't be happier about that. It's just a wonderful relationship that we've established there, and everybody wins in the end. Brandon, thanks so much again for coming on to the podcast and speaking with us about this year's edition of the fair, as well as the history of the Dallas Art Fair, and even more broadly, the Dallas art scene. Our listeners around the world, if you're interested at all, I recommend you uh, give it a shot next year and trek to Dallas uh, for next year's edition of the fair. Brandon, if our listeners want to learn more about the Dallas Art Fair, what's the website they can visit? It's simply dallasartfair.com, and we look forward to welcoming everyone back to Dallas next April. We're excited about the 11th edition and starting a new decade. So thanks again, Adam, for the opportunity to talk about the fair. Absolutely. Anytime.